tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! There's a snake in the grass. I had a snake in the grass. He had a snake in the grass. He had a snake in the grass. Be foist! Be foist! Be foist! And you got nothing else to do. Be foist! Be foist! Maybe. That's pretty good. Thanks, man. Welcome to the show. As you can see, we're one short tonight. Suri Serrano couldn't be with us. She's training for next week. She's cutting weight. Yeah, parts unknown. Suri's cutting weight. Welcome to the After Buzz TV after show for Tough. I like to just call it Tough. Is that bad? It's a little bit bad. The Ultimate Fighter. Okay, season twenty-two, episode six. The Ultimate Fighter. Tough is like the 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 cool, uncool hipster thing. It's like the same. It's like trying too hard. It's like I see. See. It's like when uh, Ben Stiller called uh, Taps TPS. Oh, jeez. MTV Music Video Awards skit. That's not. He said, "Why don't you just call it Taps?" Taps. That's that, a, that was the that was the punchline. That's a good Stiller. Not bad, right? <laughs> that's kind Stiller of a Jerry doing Stiller. Tom Cruise. Oh, that's bad, right. That's right. Oh, god, yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand, two thousand, I believe. I think it was year two thousand. Oh, I have no idea. Time, but I brought it back right. to bacon, didn't I? You did. <laughs> uh, thanks for everyone who's watching on YouTube, listening to us on iTunes, SoundCloud. Shout out Raidus. to the homie Joe Boza in the chat room right now. With is Boza me. with us? On and Boza is with us, and also uh, Kieran McCluskey, I believe. McCluskey, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Right? Thanks for joining us, McCluskey. Yeah. Talk to us, guys. Yeah, rate us, ask questions. We'll bring it up on the show and, and chat in the thing. Jay yeah. will uh, catch my eye, and so ask us anything you want. What we yeah. had for dinner. Uh, <laughs> Jay's very hungry. Suggestions for yeah. Jay? Yes, yeah. good call. Yeah, yeah. Joe Bozo, what, what should I get for food afterwards? Here? <laughs> yeah, Let or Kieran, know. for that matter. This is how the show's going. <laughs> how many minutes down are we there? Okay, uh, about three minutes. <laughs> no, Let's no, talk no. about the episode. Listen. Yeah, a TV episode happens too, right? Yeah, let's do it. This guy right here is one of the most. Uh, it, I almost can't look at the monitor when I'm watching a, a fight because. Uh, oh, it, you love watching. He's literally. Watch you, a fight. you see him directing the fighters. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's cornering. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what's he? What's he telling them? Yeah, yeah, what's coach. Telling them? yeah we, this is. Uh, you can find me at, at Kaiba Coach. You know, I should buy that. I should get that that thing. I should whatever it's called. My. Handle the domain name. I should, yeah, yeah, I should get a domain name, uh, Kaiba Coach. Why don't you promote yourselves? <laughs> yeah, no one, uh, oh yeah, you can find me at yeah. Kaiba Cat, not Kaiba Coach, Kaiba Cat, K A I B A C A T. Where can you find him? Where can you find the Tanjay? Tanjay, you'll find me in the Octagon next week, but we'll get to that oh, shortly. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, J10716, as usual, as I've been saying for God knows how many years now. A long time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jared Gilkerson at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. Let's dive into it. Yeah. Right. Um, We'll jump into the fight. We'll let everyone a uh, little little cliffhanger there. So the big drama, big drama show. Mm, wrong sport, boy, was it? Uh, TJ Dillashaw, Conor McGregor, Uriah. This this love triangle we've got oh, going on Oh, what a here. tangled web we weave, right? Indeed. Yeah. And Jay, you kind of know a little bit more of the in-depth story on this. And you were telling us about the gyms. And, and Conor pretty much set up the story. But 
Well, so Con- what can you tell us the legitimacy of this rivalry or kind of what's starting here? The, the backstory of it, and I, I can't really speak too much to the legitimacy because obviously I'm not really in, in the mix with, with any of this situation. But um, the backstory, the broad strokes are, a lot of you guys probably know this already, but uh, um, T.J. Dillashaw was a fighter that um, was kind of raised in the, in the MMA sense at Team Alpha Male. Uriah Faber uh, recruited him out of high school after wrestling um, to, to fight and uh, has, has been a guy that's come up. During that time, um, probably about, I think it's two years ago now, they brought on a, uh, a head trainer named uh, Dwayne Ludwig. Dwayne is a, um, a UFC pioneer in himself, strong uh, Muay Thai background from prior to that, the protege of Boss Rutten, and uh, fought a little bit in the UFC and then uh, retired pretty early on. Um, and was was starting coaching. So Uriah uh, brought him on. He started being the head uh, head trainer at Team Alpha Male. And I guess one of the guys that he brought up really throughout, I should set this up. At that time, Alpha Male was having a really bad losing streak, at least when it came to championship matches. Uriah now has lost, I think, like six in a row in terms of championship matches. He'll win everything except uh, the yeah. big one. Now, mind you, that said... He has a huge, extensive background as a um, WEC champion at mm-hmm. 145, I believe. Uh, King of the Cage champion. He was dominant at 45 and maybe even 35 there. I think he was a double champion there. But anyway, jump ahead to when WEC was amassed into the UFC. Uriah Faber was expected to be one of the big stars to come out and, and really um, carry the flag for the lighter weights. And by default, of course, Team Alpha Male as well. They've got lighter weights like Joe Benavidez, Chad Money Mendez, and this young kid coming up named TJ Dillashaw, who was on Ultimate Fighter season I'm blanking on. Um, Let's make up a number. Yeah. <laughs> 17. I, oh, Joe Bose is going to tell me. Does he's that sound check about on right? That. 17. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. I, I want to say it, was, uh, it wasn't 10. That was heavyweights. It might have been the 11. first live season. Um, might have been actually the one between... Dominic Cruz and Uriah. Could be wrong about that. But at any rate, um, uh, TJ Dillashaw goes to the finals. It was it was bantamweight weight class at that time. He was fighting at 35. Fought in the finals against uh, John Dodson. Uh, Dodson beat him in the finals at uh, 45. Was it, must have been 45 because then he dropped yeah. down to 35. Excuse me. And, uh, and of course, TJ went on to win the uh, bantamweight title from uh, Annan Burrell. During that whole time of TJ coming up, that was largely under the tutelage of, at the time, head trainer Dwayne Bang Ludwig. Mm-hmm. Um, shortly after that, pro- what was it? Probably less than a year ago, I think. Bang Ludwig and Alpha Male had to split. He Initially, it was announced that he just wanted to live in Colorado, I think with his uh, family, and open up his own gym there. Well, uh, let me interject a little bit. Yeah. Uriah was... Uriah was 15. 15. Yeah, 15. Tough, 15. You are the man, my brother. <laughs> Uriah was saying that because he, he's trying to make it look like it doesn't bother him, but they mm-hmm. have him sitting down and Uriah saying, We built Dwayne up. Right. We built him up, we built him up, and he lost. So, what there's really, so there's got to be a reason that he just. Nailed. And that's, that's where in, in the past several months, obviously, there's been a lot of headlines and, and you know, articles coming out and interviews between Bang Ludwig and Uriah Faber, what went wrong exactly? Why did Bang Ludwig leave? Um, and it's it's all he say, she say. We talked in the last episode with uh, Coach Edmund Pilibisu, I think, I hope I didn't butcher his name there. Sounds um, good. About kind of this drama that's been brewing. And I don't know if it was how much it's been coordinated with this season and the drama building up the main storyline of this season of Tough that we're talking about versus it just happens to be coming out. 
Um, but the broad strokes of it were that Uriah Faber says uh, Bang Ludwig really didn't fit in at Alpha Male. He was very successful with the fighters, obviously. But um, there were issues, personality clashes, uh, kind of a lack of professionalism, according to Uriah Faber. Um, Bang Ludwig just would simply simply said, I think one artic- um, one headline was saying that he uh, he felt that T.J. Dillashaw was the only guy that really wanted it, mm-hmm. uh, really had what it took to be a champion out of that whole uh, whole gym, and it's all of all of this has kind of been building up for a while. Meanwhile, Conor McGregor comes along, and now him being a coach on tough, him being one of the most masterful guys in the sport right now to poke at the the bear and being obviously outspoken. Yeah, love yeah. that. I mean, having yeah, yeah. having no problem running his mouth, saying whatever he wants to say to get whatever reaction you want. Now he's in a um, what's the word? I was going to say not antagonistic, but uh, uh, he's in a, a counter position against Uriah for this season. Yeah. So what's the great immediate fodder to poke at Uriah to get his goat yeah. and to you know, help draw ratings and make the show interesting. T.J. Dillashaw. T.J. Dillashaw. Well, do you think that Connor? I mean, uh, sorry, excuse me, uh, Uriah. Okay, what what do you think? There, and I want to hear both of your opinions. Like, where do you? We'll start with you, Jonathan. Like, what do you think the relationship actually is now? Because Uriah will play it off like, oh, it's it's nothing. It's, we're great. We're we're teammates. <clears throat> But I don't. I don't get that vibe. No, I mean, based on the body language and everything that I'm seeing, especially on the show, uh, the words that Connor's saying are hitting Uriah because there's truth to it. And that's the thing Connor says. You know, you know, I'm just speaking the truth. And frankly, that's pretty good. I, I think I think he is. I think he is. There is so much truth to what he's saying because Uriah what is, is. What was that? What was he saying? Oh, the, that uh, TJ is a snake in the grass who's out for himself. Right. Who's out for himself, right. and that he he betrayed Uriah Faber by running off the way he did because he is looking to be a champion You're in his own heated. right. What? You're getting heated. Oh, man, great. <laughs> like, he's looking to be a champion in his own right. Yeah. You know, and it's so... Um, well, he's so, a champion in his own right. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. But the thing is, though, twice. He, he, but he does, he does this all at the expense of Uriah Faber, who's the person that brought him here. And Connor is, you know, saying that you should have basically done it with your team. The principle that he's poking at here that Connor's it, capitalizing on is the loyalty factor. Yes. Now, the, the chapter that we hadn't talked about but has happened very recently is T.J. Dillashaw officially leaving Team Alpha Male and setting up camp at a place called Elevation MMA. So he in officially Denver, left. Denver, Colorado. Yeah. 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 Just at recently? The, uh, yeah. This yeah. is real past recently. several weeks or so. So, the, so he was still affiliated with Uriah when they taped this episode? Um, yes, yeah. Okay. At the time that he won the title and Dwayne left to set up his own gym in Denver yeah. or Broomfield, wherever it was. Um, no one knows where Broomfield is. Just TJ, no. <laughs> in Colorado. <laughs> it's very clean. No, shout out, to, hey! shout out to all the Coloradans. But TJ was going back and forth between the two. And uh, at this point, I mean, this is where only really TJ and uh, Uriah and, and Bang and Elevation, for that matter, know exactly what ha- what happened. But Finally, TJ has made the official departure and is is training, I, th- I believe, full time at Team Elev- at Elevation MMA. Which a couple a couple facts to clarify too. Supposedly, uh, Dwayne Ludwig is not a part of it. Um, Dwayne does have his own school. It's he's been teaching something called uh, Bang Muay Thai for a while, and he's got uh, Ludwig Sounds like Martial Arts. My favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know he does have his own gym. I'm sure he's over there. I'm sure, and they know, have to be because he said sense. in the show. TJ was saying in the show. He's like, or I, I really had a close relationship with Dwayne, and right. we we, we kind of connected. So they got to be working well, together. TJ yeah, was the one guy. I think the thing is, TJ was the one guy that could that uh, from Alpha Male that did win the big one. 
and that was one of the guys that Dwayne brought along. Yeah. You know, that was one of the that was the first championship under Dwayne's uh, leadership. You know, or head Tutelage. coaching. Tutelage, a yes. great word. That that won the title at the time. You had uh, Joe B challenging. You had uh, Chad Mendez challenging against uh, Demetrius Donchin. You know, and and Uriah was still in the mix as well. You know, there was supposed to be this long, um, long delayed match between Uriah and Dominic Cruz uh, for uh, for Dominic's title at uh, at thirty five. Can't believe I'm blanking on this, but I wouldn't know. I, we should know. I, I, I it's, the, it's the greatest success that they have coming out of there. Any bounces? I yeah. mean, that's yeah. that's what's cool. so it, wrestling to me. I hate to bring it back to wrestling, <laughs> but it's like they're building these storyline. I mean, yeah. what makes something better is, um, and I, this is going to be my boxing Homer stuff again. Boxing always promotes, whether it be HBO or Showtime, they do a really good job of storytelling on those mm-hmm. networks. And that's one thing I think UFC has to, they're kind of playing catch up with how they're going to tell these guys' stories a little, mm. a little better. But now you have this platform, this whole show, an hour show. Right. They're going to spend half of it. Oh, yeah. Because now brother. you have three possible matchups here, or four, you know, ways right. you can. Do, you, do either one of you guys see any of these three guys fighting against each other, you know, Connor, Wait. Uriah, and TJ? At some point within the next, I don't know, eighteen months or something like that. Uh, well, mm, that's maybe. it's that's hard. That's hard. But the thing is, that they are building it, you know, in the way that WWE or like you were saying, like it's such a storyline. Yeah, but the what's way funny that they is have that it's sitting there. It's real life reality happening. This is not a storyline, and but it's all set up so. Well, I mean, they, I, 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 yeah. like they have them sitting there for this picture that they need to do, but they don't need to sit there for you know thirty minutes like the way they're doing it. They have them sit there strategically so these things can happen. Sure, they have TJ going off to get coffee strategically so these yeah. things can happen. It's all. And I think they up. brought him in over. I don't know if Uriah wanted to bring him in. He says he did. He yeah. wanted well, to. Mind no, you, this, this is, is all part of it. This is all part. This is also this shot in the summertime. Yeah, you know. Uh, certainly, there are things in all those guys' relationship at the time that are certainly different and, and probably in worse shape now than at that time. But they may have been very much on shaky ground at that point. Yeah. yeah. That said, I think that it was kind of inevitable that when Dwayne left, that TJ was going to leave permanently. I mean, that's the guy that brought him to the title, so it would make sense that you stick with your head trainer there. That said, there's a way of doing it professionally and less than professionally. That's not for any of us to judge. I mean, in your opinion, from what you've seen... I don't know, because I'm I'm reading the same headlines and and hearing the same interviews that everybody else is online. Now, as uh, Joe is chipping in here and uh, he's mentioning that uh, TJ won an Ariel's show on Monday and, and said that Uriah has banned TJ from Team Alpha Male. Well, I mean, those are strong words, and we're kind of getting into... <laughs> that didn't happen on uh, on Ariel's show, I assume. <laughs> um, you know, I, banned is probably a strong word, and I think this is when the mudslinging comes in professionally. That probably is not necessarily uh, as, as steadfast in real life. If there was a reason that TJ... And Uriah needed to train together. I fully believe that they would squash whatever issues there are and they would train. Um, I think there are definitely some a, a big personality rift between uh, Dwayne and Uriah. Um, because it, do, it takes a lot to get under Uriah Faber's skin. Um, and then the fact that he started to kind of uh, speak out about... Uh, and really, I mean, you get to push to a certain point where you have to defend... The rep of your gym, yourself, your team, etc. There's only so much that a guy can put up with, especially fighters. Yeah. You know, verbally, you're only going to take so much. And Uriah is a guy that doesn't like to 
do that mudslinging for oh, he's got one of the best quotes in the show tonight which was uh Hit it. don't talk you do yeah and that's kind At of the end what of he's the, trying uh, to teach his team yeah so all of this drama obviously um you know conor mcgregor capitalized on it it's been drawing out at least since the summertime and this is we we finally see what happened over the summertime between the three of them tj uriah and yeah. uh, and connor obviously bang was not there uh coaching oh, no no bang there. No, no bang. <laughs> no bang. No bang. No bang. No bang. <laughs> and so, ironically, a lot of this this jump permanently to elevation uh, for TJ is just happens to be coinciding with this episode. Maybe that's manipulated. Maybe it's not. I don't well, know. I, I mean, I, I don't think. I don't believe in accidents here, and especially when it comes to the UFC, when they've, they're a money making business and they're working essentially in entertainment. No, mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's. The timing of of the certainty, some of these, excuse me, some of these episodes is strategic. Sure, yeah, absolutely, and it's smart. That's that's what and, you're and doing. they still base other other fights if there's no show around. You know what's hot or what's mm-hmm. working yeah. or who's in the news or that's sports. You know that's that's the great thing about combat sports when it's just one on one. You can you can base it on a storyline. Some someone you can't. Tom Brady can't call out. You know, Peyton Manning be like, I'm, I want to play you next week. It's like, well, I'm sorry, it's, it's not on the schedule till next year, and you'll be 40. <laughs> yeah. This is the great thing about the sports. Like, we can push this, and these, and now we can see in front of the cameras mm-hmm. that these guys are just they hate each other, and it's even if it's a little manufactured, I don't care because that hate is real or that disdain for each other is real. And these headlines, there are headlines, but TJ and Uriah have a riff. All three of these guys kind of have a little thing against all one another. Yeah. At the time that TJ won the title, uh, Uriah, a lot of people were talking about would Uriah ever face TJ if it came to that? Because at that time, Uriah's stock was a little bit higher than yeah, they it is talk now. about it in the earlier episodes of the show. They brought that up many times. And, Let's do it. And yeah. they said that, no, they said that they wouldn't. Teammates no? mm-hmm. aren't. When, when you're at that level, a lot of times teammates aren't going to fight teammates. I personally am all in favor of it. But especially if you're training at the same gym, that's kind of difficult to do. Let's do it. Uh, I don't, I'm with you on that one. So I say, can't the, can't the UFC fight. force hands too? I mean, this isn't this isn't like boxing Not where there's really. all the sanctioning bodies. Can't Dana? If I, I don't know who ultimately makes these these matchups, it's got to be Dana, right? He's got to approve it. Um, or I mean, with the you rankings, would typically, I mean, if if a match like that was offered, they would turn it down. You know, in this case between you, even for a belt. Let's say for a case uh, case in point. Yeah, there's a lot of times that that matches have been. Uh, turned down title shots a lot of times. I'm sure there's a few. Yeah. Um, John Jones and Rashad comes to mind. Uh, I believe Rashad was supposed to fight for the, t- the light heavyweight title. He was injured. Suggested John or John Jones got the shot, and Rashad kind of co-signed on. Um, Rashad said that he wouldn't challenge John Jones for the title, but then John said, "Yeah, if he wanted to to fight for the title, I would fight him." Mm-hmm. Rashad took that personally, and then all of a sudden, now you've got a rift where actually Rashad would fight. But yeah, initially, yeah. he said, "No, I no. wouldn't." We're teammates; it would be too awkward. Um, again, at this point, when when TJ won the title, they were teammates. There was a stronger bond, and Uriah said openly, "No, I would not challenge him for the title." So, question: I Now it's to... different. The, you know, the the strongest the love changed. becomes the strongest hate. I will say that. It's poetic. Yeah, thank you. you it's it's also up? true. No, it's true. It's actually true. I, mean, I think that's it's Emerson. True. Is that Emerson? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's very nice. Uh, you know, Thoreau. No, it's very nice. Yeah. So why why such a heavy I know we're get, we we want to get to the fight. We're gonna we're gonna dive in soon. But why such a need in the UFC world? And just because I'm coming I'm coming from the boxing world and I'm getting more and more knowledgeable with with MMA and mm-hmm. UFC. But why is there such a heavy need for team? In this sport, 
compared to other combat, other you know one, right. one okay. other one on one sports. You don't see like Serena Williams like, well, I practice with them, so I'll never right. play them. Or you, you never saw like Holyfield say like, well, he was my sparring partner, but I'll I think never fight li- him. A bit of it is the wrestling culture. Uh, you have a wrestling team. Yeah. I mean, to that end, you, you should speak about boxing. I don't know how much boxing teams really are, as opposed to guys that just go and, and mainly build up it's a guys camp, under trainers yeah. or promoters. It's like yeah. usually it's a promoter saying, "I don't want my two guys fighting." Right, but there's no relationship there. They would right. So that's the only time you really see it. Boxing's set up so differently oh, yeah. in its economics and business model than the UFC oh, yeah. or than MMA in general. Where with MMA. You've got teams that train together. Everyone builds each other up, much like wrestling. Um, Of course, in a dual meet in wrestling, you only have one guy from each weight class go out and fight. Not the case in MMA, which is a different animal. It's prize fighting. It's not an amateur sport. So you can have two guys of the same weight class of the same team fighting. They're just fighting different people. And there's usually enough people where you can book that. Rarely does it come to loggerheads where you've got two guys that are number one and number two. It does happen. But we, we rarely see that, and it tends to work itself out. Now, uh, again, the lay of the land has changed such that TJ and Uriah, maybe there is more impetus for them to fight. There's less of that bond, and there is a potential storyline to it. Um, is Uriah going to get the next title shot against TJ? No, we've got, you know, uh, I think he's defending against uh, Dominic Cruz. That's a big one. Um, and then after that, I don't, I don't know who else is in the... Uh, uh, CM Punk. The immediate top no, five. Okay. CM Punk. CM Punk. <laughs> that <was> awesome. <laughs> that got delayed a little bit there. Yeah, what's going on? I thought it was December still happening. Yeah, I don't know. know. No, he no. got injured, man. There's oh, another God. six months at least. Um, but, I mean, but then you've got Connor at 145. He fights Jose Aldo, the unification match in December. That'll be over sooner than, yeah. than we know it. Um, will... Does that lead to Connor versus Uriah? No, not likely. That I'll watch mean, it. Yeah, it would be yeah, a fun match to right. watch for sure. Um, Uriah would have to move up again. I thought he did fight recently at forty-five already. Um, but uh, you've got Frankie Edgar and um, Money Mendez, I believe. Uh, is that right? On, the, on that, that card? sounds yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Fighting, you know, fighting for the number one title shot yeah. against the next shot in the spring. Uh, they both just have to stay hot. Like if if Uriah can get hot again, beat a few contenders. <sighs> I think that time has passed. Yeah. I really do. Could, I really think could. that time has passed. I know, I'm just a nostalgic person, and so I love <laughs> yeah. to see the I love to see the older guy. Come His back. name means something, but I yeah. don't know that you can argue that he's you know top top two or three. Just pull a great four. white hype and. You know, <laughs> it would be tweak the numbers and like get them ranked in the top ten. What was that? What was that boxing movie with? Uh, gosh, oh my god, Great White Hype. No, not that. Oh, that was funny though. That was a great. Played to the bone. No, no, uh, Cinderella Man. Ah, Cinderella he, he give me the next Cinderella Man. Yeah, I mean, come on, he's got enough juice left. Juicy J, not quite Juicy J juice. Well, yeah. we, I don't want to. We'll skip over. <laughs> we'll skip over the fight. You know, um, like you said, what was it David? Uh, who was it that said that uh, Cody? Uh, who's it? Gerbrandt. What's Gerbrandt. Gerbrandt. Push Connor. That was huge. I mean, that takes so some yeah. serious couple wow, of days. That was intense. Yeah, so they were, uh, if you watch the episode, they're uh, waiting around to take or team. Especially if you didn't watch team, the episode, yeah, we're going to tell you. They're yeah. waiting around <laughs> to take team pictures. A lot of trash talking. Connor's calling this out. right after the weigh-in, so yeah. both teams are there yeah, sitting, sitting, sitting by there side on the bench. And it was great because all of a sudden there's this dead air, and then you just hear yeah. Uriah. Gotta take a picture. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell are they setting up? I'm sure that was a verbal, that was a cue from the producer offhand yeah. going, Hey Uriah, what's going on? We need this. We yeah, need this shot. We, we need. This. We need this audio clip. Yeah, got it. Uriah, what's going? Uh, guarantee we got to take a picture. I guarantee he was the only right? one in the gym 
when they did that, they're like, we need you back. We need to pick up. I think up. it was right there. I think it was the wider shot. I don't think it, yeah. A couple so guys I there. didn't see anyone around him. But it was bizarre. <laughs> thing. Was, yeah. But yeah. so there's a lot. Connor was just all over Uriah. And this is the first yeah. time I've ever seen Uriah this flustered in an episode. Cause Uncomfortable. He, yeah. he stands there and just chills. He was actually facing him, pacing. Yeah, and he had and he had nothing to say outside of just opening himself yeah. up to Connor. Like, he was, like, I, ver, like visually shaken yeah. and upset. Like, he, they could have gone. It was one of those moments. Connor, yeah, Connor that, was going for the kill the there. Calling TJ a snake in the grass, oh, saying that... Yeah. TJ had betrayed him, and that and that Uriah was being a bitch and a pussy. I love, for Con- yeah. I love Connor. Not because kicking him out this at is that what point. This, this is what it's all about. One on one, someone's got to talk trash. I yeah. love the trash. I mean, not, I don't always side with the trash talker, but he does it so well, mm-hmm. and he gets under everyone's skin. It's so much fun to the watch. The trick about trash talking, doing it well, is that you use Tell something us, truth. You use the truth. You got <laughs> no, it's the truth. You've got to use yeah. something that that's honest that yeah. really hits to the core of someone. You, you know, or to say you're going to eat their children. Exactly. You can't just say to someone, you know, I'm going to take your underpants and, and do you. Well, uh, <laughs> somebody can uh, say that. Somebody did someone say did, that. Someone you did know, say that. That's, I don't you, know. Some got, people will like that kind of trash talking. That, that's true. I, I love this side of the table. But that was a fantastic, fantastic moment. Yeah, who was that? David so, Tamer? Yeah, yeah Tamer. David Tamer. Okay, so let's let's build to this, yeah. though. There's <laughs> the trash talking, Cody and Connor just going off on yeah. TJ while TJ is conveniently not there. Yeah. Right? And it comes to loggerheads. Cody Garibrand says, yeah, I'll do something about it. Yeah. And they get into a shoving match. Cody and Connor and the two teams come in and, and pull in apart. You have to have a couple of these at least. You think Dana every- likes – I don't know if Dana likes seeing one of his champs getting pushed on the show by some no, it's coach. just a shove. It didn't mean anything. It's and on fine. Top, he loved it. And it's on top of that, it's, for it's not like he got pushed over. You know, yeah. It's not like he looked like a punk. Yeah, I guess if he, if he caught him, that would be a different yeah. story. Yeah. So in these two – Teams going at each other. What was it gray and blue? Yeah, attacking and then and partially trying to attack and then partially also trying we to pull apart. It. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Oh, this hey, doesn't come up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not coming across well. Where are you? Probably on. Certainly not on YouTube. Oh, there you go. And certainly oh, yeah. not on on yeah. iTunes either. That was. Yeah, let's yeah. erase that. Part. Or if you're right. listening to it, you heard the wheels of the chair. Okay, so that's, that's it. they were not finally, sitting in office chairs. David Tamer David of Tamer. Team Europe, DT. Team McGregor. What does he say? What Love is the trash talk? I wrote it down. No, you, you oh. have it written down. Yes, of course. Give us this, quote. this is my great the quote of the year. Uh, I'll bleep it. Take care. Uh, take no, no, care. No, no. Just say it. Okay. Take care of your underpants. I'm going to fuck you, man. <laughs> and you. And you. And you. And you. And you. I that's one of the I love the line because something got lost in translation there to be sure. Yeah, now, it's definitely a language barrier there. But if it wasn't, it's even better. Because they right. just confuse the hell out of the <laughs> well, guy. That funny thing. And that's exactly what happened. Yes. Everyone's like, rabble, 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 rabble. Yeah. He says, you know, take care of your underpants because I'm going to bleep you. See, and this could be his gimmick. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> everyone, even if someone said, yeah. they went, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone just kind of started going, whoa, whoa. That, that, that was the whole fight. That totally derailed exactly. everything. Yeah. It, it, it was. It, it squashed it. It was the uh, the release valve yeah. of comedy, of unintentional comedy. Great. Yeah. He doesn't um, know, but he's got something. <laughs> it, he yeah. needs to do this every week. He should just pop in the kitchen and be like, "Hey guys, who's got?" Th- I, I don't know. You I, prepare I, that cake yeah. because I'm, I'm going to put it in your toilet. Yeah. That was <laughs> like, I just froze. All right. Who got David. the eggs? Yeah. Because. Because they're on, they're on your face. <laughs> yes, oh, exactly. Okay, right. Thanks, David. I don't even know why I was arguing anymore. Right. But the great line was the next day in the Europe Team Europe's van. They're like, yeah. The, the quote. I'm not sure who was saying. It. I think it might have been uh, what's his name who's lost as many as he's won. But I love him. 
Uh, Artem. Uh, yeah, Artem. Artem is like, uh, we weren't yelling. I'm like, listen, you guys were two gyms. You guys were all yelling at each other. Right. We weren't yelling. They were yelling, looking like fools. I'm like, oh, yeah, you, Artem. You, 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 you just, no. Yeah, nothing. That, that's why Artem, you don't get a lot of camera time. I don't like Artem. Don't, don't, He's no. well-spoken. Better than oh, David, that is. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see. Better than yeah. David, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's well-spoken. Not so good. So, of course, though, that led to, uh, guys, if you didn't, it's not on this episode. I don't know if you'll be oh, able yeah. to catch uh, tough talk that happened, but Karen Bryant, uh, in her post-episode interview, uh, showed an exclusive clip that wasn't aired that had uh, Team Alpha, well, Team Team USA, Team Favor. Pretty much a kick me sign on his underwear. Right, right. Yeah. Put put some dirty underwear yeah. in David's locker with yeah. uh, what was the line? Something about uh, I don't even know. You, you, you can't, can't. You can't. You can't F get in me, or something. Yeah, you can't. But you could have these. But dirty here's my underwear. dirty underwear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. That's on all my pair. You know, I thought underwear. like after all that, they couldn't come up with a better line. You could have done better than that. Yeah, but it's, yeah. look, we're looking with. Look, I mean, Dude, come on now. With. This isn't much team improv, and I'm not either tonight. <laughs> but I mean, Uriah's coaching them. They're not a bunch of talkers, so yeah, that's they're true. just like. So I bought you sandals. This is uh, <laughs> Uriah. We need some more. Buy him sandals. Uh, let's jump into this fight. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, speaking yeah. of not being a talker, yeah. Arosa. Yeah, not a talker, Julian Arosa. But hey, man, a finisher. Yeah, and yeah. looking at looking well, not at the, a finisher. The match went to decision. You know what I mean. Yeah. Just saying. Um, <laughs> looking at this fight You'd from the correct, outside, yeah. we've got Meji, thirty years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little older for being on the show, and I don't know how old these guys are usually on the he's show. Starting to peak in his early thirties. Six foot. Yeah, seventy three inch reach. Yeah. Julian Rosa, he's twenty six, seventy five and three quarter uh, reach, six one, rangy guy. And when they, I'd never seen this guy really fight. Mm-hmm. And when they said he was a little unorthodox, I was like, I wasn't expecting the guy who used to hop around like in Bloodsport, <laughs> yeah. like you know, he'd jump on guys' backs and stuff. But it the was really guy, like that. Yeah. I'd never seen. He he almost wasn't even truly orthodox or southpaw. He just kind of came out and just kind of kept shifting. Yeah. I, I, have you ever see, either one of you seen that in a fighter? That's that. Almost squared up like that, like it's a it's a really dangerous way to be out there. Yeah, um, I, I can't come up with an example right now, yeah. but you do see guys that, that kind of jump around, play the outside. Yeah. Um, Leota Machida is is one of those guys. Yeah. It's a different stance, yeah. but he squares up and circles on the outside, plays the outside a lot. Yeah. Um, struck me a little bit. Dominic Cruz is a bit more stick and move. He's not quite as as wide stance, but. Um, yeah, he Juicy J was uh, horrible. It, it was it's yeah Juicy J. Yeah, it's, <laughs> watch it's out an, for Juicy J. It was an odd sense because his guard is also dropped almost the entire yeah. time, and he's that relying too. on just yeah. that. Movement. Now, I've seen great fighters with a with a with a drop guard. You know, you see Bruce uh, Lee. You know, yeah, Bruce Lee, <laughs> Roy Jones, uh, Vitaly Klitschko, like like other. I mean, I'm going off of guys and you know unboxing, but you can be successful doing that. But we're, we saw after tonight. Let's jump in the round one. I know that uh, we. We compared scorecards at the end, but I'll just—I just want to jump into a few things please, and get please. your guys' thoughts. Um, well, let's I, talk about the finish. Who won? Oh, well, round one. Oh, should we get? Or should we? Are we telling one? Go, go, go through the round go, first. Let's go through let's the go, round. Let's make it a little build. Yeah, yeah, make it a So round one, uh, I gave it ten nine to Julian. I thought it was very. I thought it was close. Now Meji landed some. And this is the part where Dana kind of came in and said the same thing, where Arosa had the volume. In the busyness, but not as much effective punches like Meji did, like just mm. really clean, hard blows. Um, I just I thought Meji's flurries were just a little inconsistent. We see more of that in round two, longer ones. But mm-hmm. I just liked 
the busyness of Julian. I just like I like the heel kicks. I like he mm. he was staying busy and he would he would land two or three punches. Maybe not super effective, but mm-hmm. he would get maybe tagged with one. But this was one of those rounds where I thought it was you, it was right on the borderline. But I just liked his busyness and and, and I thought he even though backing up, I thought he right. kind of yeah. controlled the round. What did you guys think? I, I'm I'm uh, I, it was I think close. You smoke crack and you have no idea what you're talking. Yeah, I mean, about. <laughs> <laughs> you're a moron. Are you saying are it you was, saying the two judges are, are also morons? Uh, yeah, there yes. was one okay. judge who got it right. At the, you know he. he <laughs> <had 19 laughs> Here we go. Um, no, it, the truth yep. is, yeah, um, Julian landed quite a few shots, and it was, they were you know he was single tags, not even not even doubles, single tags, single tags, and a lot of a lot of those kicks right to the to the to the stomach to the gut. Yeah. But Meji stomach kicks. Yeah, but Meji. Uh, Meji was landing a lot, and he was uh, not only uh, landing, but he was hitting hard. Mm-hmm. So it was do- impact, power. On top of that, he was controlling the octagon. I mean, he had uh, Julian backed up, and Julian. That's if you notice when I was watching, I kept like putting my finger this way because I was in my head like saying, "Julian, move to the side, get out of you know, get out of this little corner right here, you know, get out of one of the octagon angles." He slipped okay though. I mean, yeah, but the thing is, Meji Meji controlled the octagon, landed a lot of blows, and landed a lot of really hard, mean blows. On top of that, you saw Julian shaken, trying to get away, didn't like being hit. He was obviously I'm not sure. I don't know who does. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the thing is, there were some people who could take it well. Julian was not taking it well, and he was just trying to escape and survive for a lot of it. And so, you know, control, power, and volume, I gave to Meji. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, myself as well agreed. Uh, I, I thought that Meji took the round. He was faster, more accurate with his shots. Uh, he was having success with a lot of elbows, which are harder to land than punches. Julian, um, I think, didn't do as much. He, he got busier in the first round towards the end. Towards the he end, was finding yeah. success with the jab and the, the front kick and the teep kick, like you yeah. like, uh, said. But um, he was – and he was more fluid in general in movement, whereas Meji was attacking and a bit more linear with his shots. He would bum rush in and land several and then get out, um, especially with the, the hooks – and uh, and just the, the lefts, the hooks and elbows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gave it to Meji. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he needed to get. You know how Connor said he was a little stagnant and flat on his feet. Yeah, I uh, was at your point. I mean, yeah, that's exactly. I mean, I have that written down twice. Yeah. Is that Meji? Uh, Meji wasn't. He doesn't move well. No, he stands very, very still. It makes him look bad stable. against a guy like that. Yeah, who's dancing around him, and the second like, it just round makes was, him look a little out of his. A mm. little. It just makes. Even though the other guy's unorthodox, it makes Meji look a little off. Yeah, in the second even round, even though he's much more of a you know orthodox stance and fight and defense, everything's like he's like a robot in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think it really showed after Meji started to get tired. Yeah, because it was at the end of round one that Julian started to take that round, uh, last minute, really minute and a half at most, and it was because Meji all of a sudden looked tired. And then, so Julian, since he was still fluid and still looked, you know, conditioned, yeah. that second round just completely opened Meji yeah. up. What did you guys think about round two? Go ahead and start off, Jay. That one I did give to Julian. Uh, I didn't think it was a complete blowout. Um, still competitive, but Meji did. It felt like he took his uh, his foot off the gas a little bit. Julian, I think, found his rhythm and and found what worked there and uh, continued to do so. We saw more front kicks. Um, and that was the one that you know, I think he pulled ahead in the second round. Um, in also in, in tough talk uh, after the uh, after the show, Meji actually right now has a cast on his arm, and uh, you know apparently had broken his arm, oh, his hand. Oh, really? During uh, yeah before oh. before uh, before um, shooting uh, before having that match, and Not apparently good. just kept it quiet 
you know, because obviously you don't want to give up. Oh, maybe it was a little gunshot wow. because of this. That could explain something. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, obviously that definitely had something to do with it. I like that he didn't say anything know. about it, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, if we were to see, who knows if we were to see, you know, much difference. I think probably so. I, yeah. I think so mentally as well as obviously physically yeah. that, you know, plays a toll and took away from some of his tools. So you got 1919 right now. After I two. had a 1919, yeah, and I was expecting a third. Okay. Yeah, same 1919. In the second round, I mean, I think it was really obvious. Uh, Julian controlled the round, landed tons of strikes. But I think the big thing that uh, about that round that got me is that you get points for def- being defensive. Mm-hmm. And he was slipping slip. by. Oh, no, dude, he you was, don't. You, you, you shouldn't. Do. You don't. You do. No, you don't. Don't you get points for being defensive? You don't get the points for I being defensive. I swear to God, really? No, See, right now, don't. Jonathan's getting points. I'm getting points. For being, <laughs> no, I'm getting he points. thinks he's Thank getting points. Much. I'm no, winning this one. For, no, for 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 control. I can slipping. pull up the unified rules. Wow, if you want. I did not even know that. I know the second can't. time we've because done it. Because frankly, internet he, here is kind of whack. No, that's yeah. too bad. He, well, he looked good. I mean, he was slipping. He was you know he was dodging. He was being evasive, and then he was landing in response. It was, it was he slick. Great. It was slick to watch. Oh, yeah, you don't get that's points for round. defending, but if the other guy is swinging and missing on you, he's also not getting points for that. Yeah. Ironically, aggression is is. Not as high on the on, on the totem pole of scoring as as you would think. Obviously, it's effective grappling and effective striking, which uh, neither guy wanted to do. By the way, step yeah, 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 effective grappling, which, which is kind of surprising. I mean, Julian having uh, eight wins by it? submission. Yeah, eight wins by submission, five chokes, and that's you know, in the fourteen wins altogether. So right, more than half. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. five chokes, five, uh, three arm bars. He might have to though. He doesn't look like a guy who's going to knock anyone out. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's a, a little bit of a beam pole in there. Yeah, uh, he wants. And just like just like Uriah said in between the rounds, you know he's gonna he's gonna counter. He's gonna counter. So when you hit your shots, get out of there. Give yeah. him angles. Yeah. Um, and he did. I thought. Did you guys notice that Julian came out in round two? He came out very orthodox. He he came out very orthodox stance. Wasn't giving a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, why? I thought he kind of switched it for the first minute. He wasn't bouncing around and giving a lot. And then right. he kind of found his rhythm again. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know. I'm like, no, go back to your, what it was working before. Well, it was, it, was the, did. it was the straight shots that were working. Yeah. You know, that, that kick up the middle oh, and the too. jab. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah, and then it, that, w- it wasn't coming in. tagged him with angles. one of the kicks on the, on the chin. It, I think it was in Bunch the first times, round. Yeah. I, I, Threw yeah, a couple was, of landed few. That was uh, clean. He's a very flexible guy. But I made a note, his heel kicks to the gut were just so good. Like, those are just... Mm-hmm. It looked like, yeah. And that yeah. took it out of Meji. I, I mean, we said we all thought he looked tired. And for a guy who doesn't have a lot of movement... It took the win. All those gut shots and all those leg shots, it just took... It, I think it just got him that tired. But mm-hmm. um, And then Meji just took off huge chunks of the round. I mean, I was counting at one point, and there would be just like... Four, five, six punches thrown mm. or strikes by Julian, and nothing back from Meji. I'm like, you, you just lost that little part of the round, and then you're going to lose again. And he, he, I thought he should have at that point recognized he needed to bum rush a bit and make it a bit ugly. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, get him up against the cage because he could every time he backed Julian up. Julian did not look comfortable. Yeah, but he just didn't back him up, and maybe it had to do with the hand. Mm. But I didn't think it was much of a. Bl- you said it was a, a definite blowout. I didn't round. think. I didn't think so. I thought it was. He had the round, but man, every time you have a guy who can really strike that big, it made me nervous. And every time he landed a shot, I'm like, oh, he's going to get back back in yeah. this round. That so. is true. Meji only landed really a few in that second round, but when he landed, yeah. oh boy. Yeah. yeah. And so wow. we get to the uh, final scorecards. Uh, it was 2018, 1919, and 2018. Yep. Majority so, decision. Uh, majority decision yeah. there. And uh, um, it sucks when you look at the DVR and you go, ah, oh, I don't. 
think there's going to be a third round. Like, they got to figure out a way to fix that. Like, they should start doing fights a little bit. Maybe start them a little earlier. I know you want to build up and get the get the audience there the whole time. No, but then but you, if it's if it's early finish, then you've got to fill in some time afterwards. We got to create some drama there. afterwards. There hasn't been much drama afterwards. There's been a lot of drama leading up, weigh-ins, yeah, picture taking. The formula of the uh, show is hopefully watermelon tossing. <laughs> That's coming. Yeah, That's it coming. is. Yeah, six. Wait a sec. Let's think about it. Uh, this is episode six. This is yeah. twelve regular episodes, which means. Uh, what probably ten? So I'd say we're about two. What's or three with that? Because episodes. I don't know what the, what that preview is. All. We're all we're all we're referencing. If you're listening, referencing like they they preview the, the first challenge. episode, like the coach's challenge, and it just seems a bit survivorish out of nowhere. Like we're gonna have these. Well, guys. we're in season twenty two, yeah. so we're reaching a little yeah. bit here. And you know, you know I think it tied <laughs> also to the, all the melon comments about uh, Conor McGregor, melon head. You know that Uriah. Ah, uh, yes, back to the melon. melon. Ah, yes, yeah. that was a little Conor Maybe. right there. Yeah, hey, that was Connor. good. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. Out of boy, out of boy. I love it. But then it's it's amazing they have him mic'd up, and then if you listen to the how much there's. Not as much noise as there was in last year's gym, mm-hmm. but when you see Connor yelling in the background when they don't have him, you know they, they don't go up on his mic. You go, wow, it's really hard to hear the coaches still. Like it's mm. it's still hard to hear. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's it. So uh, team, what are they getting? Team, team favor team, is team now favor is now three to three, two. three to two. What team favor, yeah, three to two, and they and, get control of the uh, of the cards. Yep. Again, and, and here we go. And I can't wait. And I can't wait. What? Well, Next week! Tom Lee. <laughs> oh, that's right. And so we have okay. Tan Jay, Tan right. Lee. And then uh, since the first I'm episode, I loved his vibe no. since the first mm-hmm. episode. He just, I liked, I loved it. So I, I haven't, I couldn't wait for this guy to fight. Uh, and then they, they fit uh, Martin Svensson mm-hmm. from Sweden. It looks like a tall, I mean, th- yeah. This, but I'm so happy because you're going to get an opposite match this week. This week, you get a couple guys who just wanted to strike, which is great and fine. I can follow it a little better. Right. But next week, like Connor was saying, you get a true striker against a true grappler. Yep. So can Martin get Ton Lee to the ground? Um, why don't we do some predictions? Yeah. Um, yeah. Ooh. yeah. There it That's is. Kick it in. And we'll start with Jonathan. What do you, what do you think next week? Ton Lee versus Martin Spence. Okay, I may be talking completely out of my desire for what I want to see. This may be just my passion. Dirty underpants. My, heart, my dirty under, underpants. Strudel Boys prediction <laughs> is, Boy. is I want to see Ton Lee kick his head off. Oh. I just, I'm going to say wow, Ton Lee off. all the way. Just, I'm it's taking face. it a bit literally can, there. Kick it off. and the, just... And just off. Oh, Jesus. What do you have against Martin? Yeah. No, nothing about that. I just want to see it happen because Tom Lee is awesome. Yeah, Swede. You got something no, against no, he's great. The family. He's fantastic. Thing. Love the Swedish. Fantastic. Love the, the hands. He loves the strudel. The Swedes. The Swedes. Ah, <laughs> boy loves the Swedes. Oh, oh, I love some. They offer for good. Oh, they offer nice. Um, I, no, I, Tom Lee, <laughs> I, I want to see a knockout. We have not, have we seen a knockout? Only in the only in the not this bracket. Yeah, no, I'm I'm going to say rounds. I'm yeah. going big. My prediction next week: our first knockout. What round? Second round. Okay, I'm glad he didn't say fourth. <laughs> Jay, <laughs> um, well, I, I am definitely going to be throwing a lot of kicks. I think in the next yeah, episode. yeah, yourself, you know, yeah. me. I finally get sure. a chance to yeah. fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a huge height and reach disadvantage. To oh, will your parents be there? Martin Svensson, the Swede. No, no, okay. they can't fly in from. Uh, from Louisiana. Okay. Actually, I think they're, um, yeah, they're, they're in Louisiana, but, um, you know, it's confusing. This family is, is a lot. Right, this is I'm confusing myself <laughs> already. Quite Are you frankly. fighting? Oh my God. I'm fighting this week. Yeah. Okay. Tom Lee, Tom yeah, Jay. Finally, well, this is going to be a great fight. I've yeah. got, I've, you know, there is also a experience disadvantage, uh, to me. I have five matches under my belt and Martin has 
19. Wow. What's Martin's record? 14 and 5. But uh, I his think... His background is... Uh, his background, he fought... Um, a lot. I, I, I wish I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> he's fought a lot. I'm not, I'm not quite sure exactly previously to, to MMA, but, uh, you know, he's been fighting uh, cage warriors and... Uh, in the UK, it always ta- I'm always taken back when I see a guy who's that much taller. First off, horrible face off, Martin. I don't know what yeah. this is, <laughs> like because I don't know. Like Vanderlei Silva did it. He's yeah, but it, I don't like it. The pride it you can just tell the guy doesn't like doesn't want to strike. But I always get thrown off when a, when a taller guy is known as a grappler. Like, hey, I'm and you see an advantage, but I mean. Mm-hmm. You see that height advantage, and you think, okay, just stick and move, stick and move. That's where my right. brain goes. But Tan, obviously, is such a better striker. I mean, he's got yep. a, I don't know what his background is. I know I said, like, a was he a karate, karate champion? Yeah, yeah, his, his, wasn't his father? Uh, uh, like a possibly, famous, yes. Yeah, yeah. Second generation. His father uh, was Chung Lee from Bloodsport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, got a prediction? No, I don't. No I, prediction. Okay, I win. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Of course I win. What else am I going to say? Um... It's. I, I think you'll. I think Tanley needs to utilize kicks and, um, you know, it's a smaller guy get in there. Uh, whether he chops down the tree, you know, with leg kicks, um, there's that, or there's also using legs and you know going for the head. But that's a long reach. But you, you know, you're definitely not gonna. I don't think you stay in the pocket, do no. you? Against a guy like no, that? No, no. Yeah. I think yeah. that Unless the uh, uppercut is like reaching up high, like a <laughs> mighty mouse. Oh yeah, punch. like uh, yeah. Little Mac. Little yeah. Mac. Yeah, Little Mac. Yeah. I, I I think we're at this point now where there's really no advantage with the pick'em. Uh, we're so deep into it, and the coaches really don't have much to choose from. And it's like, oh, I think there's an advantage here. We saw it tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team who picked lost. Yeah. Uh, so next week you could very well run into it. Um, but I do think because they don't, they can't really, they don't, they can't really select these matchups, these supposed mismatches. I think you're not going to see it. I think I'm with you. I don't think it's going to go the distance, and it's not going to be. It's going to be out of the judges' hands. Mm. But I got a bad feeling about Tan Lee. No, I don't shut know, up. I don't know why. Maybe because the team's up three to two already, uh, and to get a tie. What's that got to do with it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's my motivational side, hoping that Tan Lee goes. I'm already putting him at an underdog. But um, I don't know. We saw it. Uh, I, I, I just get worried. I get worried when a guy is. I'm just hoping he doesn't solely base his game on strikes. Because yeah. whenever you see a guy, it, it worries me when I when I when I see it, especially with a shorter guy. You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I thanks know. for the vote of confidence. Prick. I just that was my just, get out of That here. was my surprise. So you're pick. saying Martin Svensson in the? I'm saying he's gonna su- he's gonna he's gonna make Tan Lee tap out in the second round, and it's gonna go three to three. It's gonna stay even between Connor between McGregor. Yeah, three and three for the teams in favor. Yeah. Mm. Wow! So this is a hell of an episode. I'm gonna make guys. you eat your words, yeah, and your dirty underwear next week, buddy. <laughs> I won't eat underwear. You'll eat my dirty Not, underwear unless it's Saturday. <laughs> All bets are off on Saturday. Yeah, my Saturday friend. underwear eating day. Speaking of Saturday, Ultimate. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, not Ultimate Fighter, but UFC Fight Night happening in Dublin, Ireland. Dublin. Uh, sad news. Unfortunately, they lost the main event uh, today. Where, oh. Between where Joe they, Duffy and Dustin Poirier, Joseph Duffy was uh, was injured, had to pull out. So the new fight, new main event now is um, Patty Houlihan, who's Conor McGregor's teammate, versus Louis Smolka, and that'll happen. I believe that's uh, 125 pounds. Oh, the chick from Mash, her, her uh, what, her nephew? What's that? Louis <laughs> <laughs> Smolka? So only no, only. <laughs> Are you Sorry, talking about uh, Loretta Houlihan? Okay, Sorry. Rach. Well, if you look at Patty Houlihan and that's what you say, then, hey, that's on you, buddy. Yeah. At any rate, uh, Fight Pass, 
Uh, sign up UFC.com, $9.99 yeah. a month. It's, you know, be a good fight. Good show yeah, to watch. Great fight, yeah. Well, we, we will not be covering it for UFC after Buzz, by the way, unfortunately. But oh, we will Jesus. be back. I know. <laughs> but we My will be God. back November 7th, the 7th or 8th, rather. I don't know. For don't Ronda Rousey versus Holly Holm, uh, George Ramosa, and hopefully, knock on wood. The Jersey Devil will be back with us. Oh as my well. god, a lot of lot of drama going on with uh, with Rousey recently, with mm, all of no, her crap. Yeah. You yeah. guys hear about the Jersey Devil though? What? What's that? You guys heard that the Jersey Devil? It's AKA, not official. It is official. It's not publicly Martin official. Brodeur. They announced well, it today. Everyone's tweeting. nobody announced it. The exa- except that why am I so lost right now? Yeah. All right, put it out there. Daria Baronado, our After Buzz girl, has signed with oh. WWE. She has a developmental contract uh, with NXT. And she's already out there in Orlando training. We've hey. already been tweeting her. Congratulations, Jay. So it's out there. It's out there. It's out there. Just All because right. it's on Twitter doesn't mean it's official. No, it's buddy. literally press releases. Mata got one, too. Oh, really? The WWE released a, did a press release? Now who's oh, my mic was, like, unpatched, so people couldn't hear what I'm saying. But, yeah, Daria Bernardo, congratulations. And Mata Abdelmahim also. Ah, congrats. Wait, so the great. WWE did release a press release, you're saying? I believe so. You believe so, but you don't know that for sure. Thank well, you, God. Either way. Good I, work, I Cronkite. hope they heard all of what he said. If there was just half, then that would be just awkward. <laughs> half? Honestly, guys, I mean, it's journalism if you if you promote stuff that isn't technically announced yet. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Jesus. Yeah, if anyone saw that Michigan-Michigan State game from the weekend. Hey, uh, oh, my gosh. When one of the local news teams got a little antsy and they just said that they won just because they wanted to be the first yeah. outside saying they won. And then they had to break in and go, actually, sorry, we reported it too early. They they lost. You remember the, the presidential election in, like, the, the 60s, right, where he – I don't. I wasn't alive. <laughs> no, um, Eisenhower. Eisenhower. They right. had the they had the newspaper or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that got a history lesson. All right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. From UFC to Dwight D. Eisenhower, I think. Is yeah, we've come a long way. <laughs> yeah, we did. And uh, uh, guys, where can everyone find you online? We didn't say this already. No, we're doing it twice. I do it twice. All right. I always do it twice. JTan seven one six. Joe Bozo, you got anything else here? Her first day was yesterday. Oh, talking wow. about her girl Daria. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kaiba Cat at Kaiba Cat. <laughs> Strudel Boy. Kaiba Cat. <laughs> Coach Kaiba. Jared Coach Kaiba. Gilkerson at Gilkerson Radio. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Until next week, we'll see you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bag later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 